the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. America reacts to the deadliest school shooting since Sandy Hook. Ascertain what gun laws he violated. Pennsylvania's GOP primary Senate race goes to a recount. Triggers a mandatory recount under state law. FDA commissioner facing a congressional grilling over baby formula. We knew that ceasing plant operations would create supply problems. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, May 26th. I'm Mike Scott. An 18-year-old gunman, Salvador Ramos, killed 19 children as he went from classroom to classroom at a Texas elementary school. Two adults were also killed in the attack on Robb Elementary. A law enforcement source says the attacker was killed by a Border Patrol special agent who rushed into the school without waiting for backup. The assault occurred in the heavily Latino town of Uvalde and was the deadliest shooting at a U.S. school since a gunman killed 20 children and six adults at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut in December of 2012. Chief Pete Arredondo of the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District says the shooting at Robb Elementary School will remain under investigation. As of now, we are still working on this active investigation. Uh, once we're able to provide information to the families, we will do so first and foremost, obviously. Our priorities is to get information to our families um, and, and give them some information. So please bear with us in regards to that. Lieutenant Christopher Olivares with the Texas Department of Public Safety says the suspect barricaded himself in a classroom and started shooting. Just a complete evil person uh, by not having any regard for children. Uh, anyone that's inside that classroom just began shooting anyone that was in his way. Oliveira says the suspect opened fire then on responding officers. They began breaking windows around the school, trying to evacuate children, teachers, anybody they could, uh, trying to get them out of that building, out of that school. What we do know at that point, the shooter was able to make entry into a classroom, barricaded himself inside that classroom, and again just began shooting uh, numerous children and teachers that were in that classroom. Oliveras went on to explain that the suspect they believe was shooting at anyone that was in his way inside the classroom. At that point, we had a tactical law enforcement mm -hmm. team arrive, uh, made up of multiple federal officers, local officers, as well as state troopers that were able to make forcible entry into that classroom. They were met with gunfire as well, but they were able to shoot and kill that suspect. At a press conference Wednesday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says the gunman brought evil to the school. Anyone who shoots his grandmother in the face has to have evil in his heart. But it is far more evil for someone to gun down little kids 
However, former Representative Beto O'Rourke of Texas interrupted a press conference with Governor Abbott about the Uvalde shooting Wednesday, shouting at the current governor before being escorted from the auditorium. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down. I don't play this. Yanni Epstein, formerly of the Israeli Defense Services, joined the Hugh Hewitt Show to discuss measures that Israel implemented to stop mass shootings in their school. The mass school shooting, mass school shooting in Israel happened May 15th, 1974, when you were trying to figure out who to take to the prom, okay? I mean, seriously, that's how long ago it was. It resulted in 31 dead Israelis, 70 wounded at a school. As a result of that shooting, a couple of things happened. Number one, we created uh, what is today the National Counterterror Unit, Yamam, part of the Border Police. And secondly, we put at every school armed personnel. Epstein says that if America put armed officers in their schools, school shootings, he believes, would be history. All we have to do in America to end this, we don't need to violate people's constitutional rights by restricting magazine capacities or outlawing guns. We need to put at every school armed officers, armed not just with handguns, but with AR-15s, because allegedly this guy yesterday, hasn't been confirmed yet, was engaged with law enforcement in a gunfight before he went into the school, and he was wearing soft body armor. Soft body armor defeats pistol rounds. Rifle rounds will go through it like a hot knife through warm butter. So you arm your guys and gals with AR-15s and pistols. You put them at schools, and we will end this and it'll be something that goes into our history books. Wisconsin Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher reacted to the shooting by saying we need to take time to understand. We need to take time to understand the specifics of this case, uh, whether the, the extent of the mental health issues that this individual had, and it seems like there was a well-established history of concerning behavior that went unaddressed, uh, so that's an area where I feel like there is more we can do to address growing mental health problems, as well as to ascertain uh, what gun laws he violated uh, before uh, suggesting that another gun law would have prevented this crisis. Gallagher says, in his opinion, the problem isn't the need for more or new gun laws. It's the need to enforce the laws America already has. We do not enforce existing gun laws. Gallagher believes it's important for the investigation to uncover details of the Uvalde shooting before creating any more legislation. Let's dig into the details of this horrific case and let's ascertain specifically what failed in the system and what could have been done to prevent this. And then let's have a thoughtful policy response as opposed to immediately going 
to demonizing someone just because you disagree. Meantime, on Capitol Hill, President Joe Biden signed an executive order Wednesday aimed at reforming some police practices. The order creates a national registry of officers fired for misconduct and encourages state and local police to tighten restrictions on chokeholds and so-called no-knock warrants. It also restricts the transfer of military equipment to law enforcement agencies and mandates all federal agents wear activated body cameras. In the Senate, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the Senate will not immediately bring any gun control measures to the floor in the wake of the shootings in Buffalo and Texas because he doesn't expect them to muster enough Republican votes to pass. However, Schumer says he will wait for Democrat Senator Chris Murphy and other members of his caucus to try and negotiate a bipartisan compromise with Republicans on a measure that has a better chance of securing the 60 votes needed to move legislation forward. Retired police officer Aaron Salter, who was killed while trying to stop the gunman, in a racially-fueled attack at a Buffalo supermarket, was awarded that department's Medal of Honor at his funeral Wednesday as the country processed another massacre at a Texas school. Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph Gramaglia posthumously promoted Salter to lieutenant for trying to stop the gunman in the attack on that Buffalo supermarket May 14. Officer Salter also showed true leadership by taking charge during this horrific incident that got people to safety. It is that take charge type of action that set him apart on May 14, 2022, which was a demonstration of leadership. I am also honored to posthumously promote Officer Aaron Salter to the rank of lieutenant. Turning to the war in Ukraine, President Volodymyr Zelensky blasted former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger who suggested on Tuesday that peace negotiations should be aimed at creating borders along line of contact in the Donbass, as it existed on the eve of the Russian invasion. Meanwhile, Ukraine's foreign minister, Dmitry Kubala, said the situation in his country's eastern Donbass region is not going well. He called on friendly countries to provide the Ukrainian military with multiple launch rocket systems so they can recapture territory. Washington has to keep the promise and provide us with multiple launch rocket systems as soon as possible. Others will follow. If we do not get MLRS ASAP, the situation in Donbass will get even worse than it is now. Moscow's deputy foreign minister suggested Russia could provide a humanitarian corridor for food shipments out of Ukraine in exchange for lifting some sanctions. Pennsylvania's Republican Senate primary is headed for a recount after Mehmet Oz and Dave McCormick finished in a near tie in the May 17 contest. The 902 vote difference between these two candidates is within the one half of 1% margin that triggers a mandatory recount under state law. CBS reporter Alicia Roberts breaks down the vote tally. 
Pennsylvania's Republican Senate race is heading to a recount, and by the numbers, it's still too close to call. With just 902 votes separating Mehmet Oz and David McCormick, 860 undated Republican ballots reported in 65 of 67 counties matter, along with 10,000 provisional and absentee ballots still left to count. In Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp has defeated his Donald Trump-backed challenger, David Perdue. Kemp's victory on Tuesday sets up another general election race against Democrat Stacey Abrams, who was unopposed in her primary. The November rematch of their 2018 contest is likely to be one of the nation's most expensive and closely watched. Georgia Governor Kemp says he overcame a tough challenge from the Trump-backed candidate, former U.S. Senator David Perdue. Even in the middle of a tough primary, conservatives across our state didn't listen to the noise. They didn't get distracted. They knew our record of fighting and winning for hardworking Georgians. And tonight, because of your support, Georgia Republicans went to the ballot box and overwhelmingly endorsed four more years of our vision for this great state. Football great Herschel Walker, endorsed by former President Donald Trump, easily won Georgia's GOP Senate primary. Walker says Democrats like President Biden and Senator Raphael Warnock have damaged America. We have a clear choice. Reverend Warnock and Joe Biden have dragged us down the path of skyrocketing inflation, violence in our streets, chaos at the border, fentanyl killing our people, and school poisoning our kids' minds. Weak foreign policy, war in Europe, vaccine and mass mandate, crushing government regulations, empty shelves, and we've seen them. Controversial Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene also won her congressional GOP primary in Georgia, while GOP Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger won his primary bid. In Arkansas, former White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders won the GOP governor's nod in the Arkansas primary election. The head of the Food and Drug Administration faced bipartisan fury from House lawmakers over months of delays investigating problems at the nation's largest baby formula plant that prompted an ongoing shortage. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf laid out a series of setbacks in congressional testimony that slowed his agency's response. That included a COVID-19 outbreak at the plant and a whistleblower complaint that didn't reach FDA leadership because it was apparently lost in the mail. Testifying before a House Energy and Commerce subcommittee, the commissioner says conditions at the Abbott plant were surprisingly bad. We knew that ceasing plant operations would create supply problems, but we had no choice given the insanitary conditions. Caleb says the agency should have moved faster once it learned of issues at the Abbott plant. FDA's timeliness of interviewing the whistleblower and getting into the facility for a four-cause inspection were too slow, and some decisions in retrospect could have been more optimal. During that House hearing, ranking member Morgan Griffith says the Biden administration moved too slowly as well. Why did it take an onslaught of national media attention? for the Biden administration to act with the sense of urgency that is required to adequately address an infant formula shortage. 
Oklahoma Republican Governor Kevin Stitt on Wednesday signed a bill considered to be one of the strongest pro-life abortion bills in the country. The Associated Press's Sean Murphy explains details inside the bill. It would essentially ban all abortions after conception, um, and it uses the Texas-style enforcement mechanism, which is a private civil action um, that has uh, been allowed to stand, has withheld um, court scrutiny in Texas. Stay the course or keep working. That is the tough choice facing many Americans on the cusp of retiring as they watch their nest eggs shrink. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House breaks down the new retirement numbers. A stock market slump this year has taken a big bite out of investors' portfolios, including retirement plans like 401ks. The S&P 500, the benchmark for many index funds, is down about 17% since its all-time high in early January. The sharp reversal after a banner 2021 for Wall Street has been particularly unsettling for those who have been planning to retire sooner rather than later and banking on a healthier stock portfolio to help fund their post-work lifestyle. Jeremy House reporting. And finally... Boeing's new astronaut taxi has landed safely back on Earth, wrapping up its long-anticipated and crucial demonstration mission to the International Space Station. And there goes the big base heat shield right there in front of you. It just jettisoned. You can see it falling away from the spacecraft. It will reveal the airbags that will cushion Starliner's landing. Starliner lifted off on top of a United Launch Alliance Atlas V rocket, on the evening of May 19, and arrived at the ISS about 24 hours later. It was a huge milestone for Boeing, and one that the aerospace giant had tried to achieve once before. NASA also celebrated the smooth landing from Starliner. Mountains coming into frame there. We're getting very close to the ground. And touchdown, Starliner. We're touching down in the desert of New Mexico, marking the completion of Orbital Flight Test 2. And that touchdown coming at 5.49 p.m. Central Time, almost exactly six days into the mission. Just a beautiful touchdown in White Sands this evening. The Starliner capsule landed at White Sands Space Harbor, part of the U.S. Army's White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.